Welcome to the Final Siren Podcast. Thanks to Draft Central for all your pathway-related content across Aussie rules, basketball and netball. Visit draftcentral.com.au. This is the NAB League Boys Podcast. And even though there was no action on the weekend for the NAB League, there was still a, a fairly big game at the MCG, which we'll review very shortly. To help me do that, though, is the Chief Editor of Draft Central, Pete Williams. How are you, Pete? Yeah, good, thanks, Cossie. Looking forward to getting into it and uh, having a bit of a different look uh, to this NAB League Boys podcast today. Speaking of a different look, we've also brought in a different voice just for the occasion, uh, only comes into the office after a Carlton win. Uh, very good to see the number one interviewer here on the Final Siren podcast, Michael Avaro. How are you, Michael? Uh, very good, thanks, Matthew. Um, good to be here for my first live performance. Um, we'll call it that, so <laughs> ready to get stuck in. Just hope you're not a one-hit wonder. Um, let's uh, head to the MCG on the weekend where Australia's... Under-18 talent from right across the country took part in a game against the Casey Demons VFL side, and it was quite an intriguing game on the weekend. Yeah, it's always interesting to see, uh, I guess, the under-18 side, uh, the top talents from around the country, take on uh, those senior-listed players. Like, there were quite a few Melbourne players that took part. Oscar McDonald, Jeff Garlett were a couple of the names that have tasted AFL action. So it's always good to see how some of the players stand up against the bigger bodies of the mature ages. And for Casey, it's a bit about getting another run around during a bye. They obviously didn't have a proper game on the weekend. So to play against the under-18s was really good for them to get a bit of a warm-up. And usually in past years, the under-18s have been touched up a bit by the uh, more experienced side. Uh, But last year, they really, I guess, destroyed North Melbourne. There's no other way to put it. And they ran over the top of Casey on the weekend and they got the points there. So uh, I think it's really good for recruiters and and draft watchers to see how they compete against current, I guess, AFL and VFL standard players because it gives you a good idea of uh, those who are at the top end and, and how they go against some of the stronger players. And we all know about the Matt Rowell, Noah Anderson, those sorts of names. But who are some of the ones that were potentially... You know, a little further down the order that really impressed on the weekend. The, a name that kept uh, coming up in my social media feed was Trent Bianco. Yeah, Trent Bianco is another Oakley Chargers boy there. That um, Lovely skills. He's a terrific user of the ball. He can play off halfback or along the wing. Um, can even go forward if he needs to, but he certainly plays off that halfback and, and wing region. Um, he's been pretty prolific at uh, NAB League boys level. He's had the 24 touches at 79.2% efficiency. And we'll run through a few of the names uh, later in the podcast. But certainly there's a lot of lovely ball users uh, this season and he's one of them and no exception. And he's someone that you can always rely on. He's uh, co-captaining the team this year with Dylan Williams. So there's a, there's a good uh, top-end core for Oakley, certainly. And also this weekend we have the under-17s taking on the New Zealand Hawks at Marvel Stadium and another curtain raiser, which we'll uh, keep our eye on across the weekend as well. But we've got something special and there's a reason why we've brought uh, Michael into the recording studio because we've got an exclusive now here on the Final Siren podcast because the power rankings, Pete, they're just around the corner. Yeah, the 
power rankings, as we know, uh, what fans became used to last year was the first Monday of every month. And uh, as Coxie just told me, it's not next Monday. I thought it was, <laughs> so that's my bad. Uh, it's uh, the Monday after. Pre-podcast so. meeting. Just yeah, to, uh, I just thought I'd bring that in and like give you an idea where that, where that organised. Yeah, he's a kid in the candy shop, really. Yeah. He's Come out of Easter, he's all excited and he's just had to put it off for another week. Yeah. All sugared up with, uh, <laughs> with draft prospects. Yeah, it's, it, it's the first time of the year that we get to really analyse and, and really position, I guess, some of the prospects who, for some, they're going off to play school footy from this week. Uh, for others, they'll rejoin the NAB League. And, of course, for the Interstaters, they'll be playing across their respective leagues, whether it's seniors or, or under-18s. So it's really exciting to see how some of them will uh, continue their form, uh, with some coming back from the, uh, obviously, under-18s game and others that uh, didn't quite make it in there but are still uh, top-end prospects. That's right, Pete. And obviously, two of those that you mentioned as part of the very strong Oakley core, Matthew Rowell and Noah Anderson, who will be returning to school football this year again at Carey. And um, obviously, I imagine they'll be featuring pretty high up the list, perhaps in the top five. Yeah, I, I've certainly got them one and two, which is remarkable for, a, uh, I, I guess, the one club to have two players in the uh, one and two position at this stage. Obviously, it's a long way down to the draft, but Matt Rowell and Noah Anderson are the two two players that have really stood out this season across the country. Rowell just never plays a bad game, and Anderson just has that game-breaking ability where he can you know, hurt you on the scoreboard but also go inside and win plenty of the ball as well and, and get it out. So they're certainly two players that are uh, worth watching uh for Oakley and for Vic Metro when it comes around to the championships. But obviously they won't be playing for Oakley until the championships and after that, uh, once the school footy wraps up. So they're the top two that we have at this stage. And again, it can change, but I'm pretty confident going in a week and a half away, they're probably going to be one and two. Um, yeah, and, and you've got Hayden Young there at number three, uh, another Victorian boy. Um, Obviously, coming off that really impressive performance of the Under-18 Academy, um, does that sort of put him up your list there, Pete? Yeah, he's he's forced his way into number three there. He was around five or six, and certainly that performance on the weekend just reminded me. I, I did have him at sort of two or three last year, along with uh, Raul and Anderson. So those three have sort of been consistent. And the start of the year, he was okay. Uh, he dropped back a little bit, but certainly that reminded me of what he's capable of. And certainly I hope he brings it when it comes uh, time uh, for the Dandenong Stingrays. And he's certainly a very crucial player. And he's another one that uses the ball really well. Lovely left footer there, long kick of the ball and... Um, yeah, he'll play between half-back and midfield and, and certainly I can't really see him moving too much. Uh, he's one that'll be right up there with most people uh, come year's end. And obviously we, we do have one guy that you like very much at number five, but before that is Will Gould from South Australia, um, the first South Aussie on the list, big body defender. What do you think about him? Yeah, I also like Will Gould. Uh, there's plenty of play. I obviously like everyone in my top 20 because yep. if I don't like them, they're not in my top 20 list. Uh, but I do like people outside my top 20. Uh, but for this purpose of the exercise, Will Gould uh, is a very obviously uh, experienced key defender. He captained the side on the weekend. He's already playing league footy. And to play league footy uh, over in uh, SA and average 22.3 disposals, uh, and go at 82.1% efficiency is remarkable. He also averages 6.7 marks and 7.7 rebounds. And quite honestly, if there is a interstate player that is going to, 
I guess, take over anything that is in the top couple of picks from the Victorians, like a number one pick or something like that. I reckon Gould's the one to look to because he's ready-made and there's the knock on his height because he's the 191 centimetres, but he's 98 kilos and he's uh, building his tank up. He's got the potential to go into the midfield and right now I've got Will Gould at four and I think that's a, a real credit to him because he was always in that top 10 for me and certainly he might be the point of difference with some of the other uh, I, I guess draft watchers out there but I, I like the way he goes about it and he's certainly uh, going to be pretty important for South Australia in the upcoming national champs. And um, come draft time I think it'll be pretty interesting to watch where Adelaide's pick falls given um, Carlton look like finishing a little bit lower than they would have expected. Um, Number five, you've got Lachlan Ash, as, as I mentioned just earlier. Um, one of the best users in, in the pool. And I know you, um, yeah, you've got your eye on him most weeks as well, Pete. Yeah, he's definitely one of my uh, my favourites this year for sure. And he, he was last season. He just uses the ball so well. And he just has 50-metre bullet passes that what's not to like, really? Um, he's averaging 7.3 marks at... 83.3% efficiency with his 26 disposals and 5.3 rebounds and four inside 50s. He's just sort of, he covers everything and uh, he, he's able to play through the midfield if he needs to, but he, he's most effective off half back and he just uses his penetrating kick to go inside 50 and set up teammates. And his uh, last quarter uh, back against the Rebels really helped Murray get over the line because he set up a couple of goals late and, and got them the points there and he's just a player that you, you can't ignore he's just catches your eye every time you watch him yeah and he's one that's well may well be ever present in that murray side should he stay fit and um i know you've put him down as a morish medal chance as well if he keeps up his form so uh definitely one to watch the early call there from uh pete williams put that down in your uh, little yeah. notebook yeah, well, I, I, I made it the start of the preseason, Coxie, and he's not proven me wrong so far. I reckon he's got nine votes or close enough to it. Yeah, he's So he's blown it out of the water, really, so far. I'm happy with the way he's going. He's certainly up there. Some of the other key trends from the power rankings as they sit a week and a half from mm. being published. Yeah, right now we've got... Uh, the most interesting thing that I think people will take note is the fact that there are four Oakley charges I have in consideration for that top 10. We've already mentioned Raul and Anderson, but there's two others, Dylan Williams and Trent Bianco, who I think are worthy of being in that top 10 discussion. Um, certainly Williams has been a name that's been popped up since last year's final series where he just dominated inside 50, kicking multiple goals. They've trolled him down back. Uh, I, I haven't really... I guess, got as excited about him playing down back. He's certainly more suited up forward. Uh, hasn't really had much of a go in the midfield, so hopefully he does at some stage. He's one of the rare prospects with Oakley uh, that won't have to go back and, and play school footy, uh, which is great for Oakley. And same with Trent Bianco, because he finished year 12 last year. So both of them are co-captaining Oakley, and they're both guys that use the footy really, really well. Uh, for Williams, he runs at 75% efficiency despite winning 50% at the at the coalface there. He's won 50% contested. Um, and, yeah, he's averaging 2.3 goals. It's just his consistency, I think, and, and just sort of getting used to a certain position, if you like, whether it's forward or, or developing into a midfielder. Yeah, I think the um, that skill side of his game, the fact that he's so skillful, he's got a really good left foot, um, makes it really tempting to try him up the ground. And so in that midfield roller off half back, I guess, is um, yeah, is something you can work on. And, um, yeah, definitely building that consistency. 
So they're the power rankings that will be coming out on the 6th of May, the first Monday of each month going forward, Pete. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, pretty much. And um, that's that's pretty much the way it rolls. And it's been quite an exciting process because there's also uh, obviously a couple of South Australians and a couple of... Uh, I guess, allies players to keep an eye out for that have been performing pretty strongly. afl.draftcentral.com.au is where you will be able to find that when it is released in uh, a week and a half, Pete. Mm. A week and a half, yep. not next week. Just settle Thanks down. Yep. Uh, we're now going to have a chat. Uh, Michael Lavaro sitting here well, in the studio with us. So who, who are we chatting well, to this week, Michael? Uh, this week we'll be talking to the cousin of Geelong cat, Luke Dahlhouse. His name is Jay Dahlhouse out of the Geelong Falcons. Uh, unfortunately, picked up an injury. Um, but look, I'll, I'll hand it over to, uh, to Michael Alvaro, the number one interviewer of AFL Draft Central and young Jay Dahlhouse. All right, Jay, hey, I'll All give right. you that. Good, good. Michael. Michael. Good to meet you. Uh, just a few quick and easy questions. You're not testing no today, but um, so you're injured at the moment? Um, no, I had school last yesterday and after the 100 metre final, just the hamstring pulled up a bit yeah. rough, so Fair they enough. just told me not to worry about it today. Just How'd you go? Uh, come fifth, so it's not too bad, I guess, but can't complain. Yeah, so disappointing you can't sort of showcase your yeah. speed and things like that today? Yeah, I think that's one of my strengths, so upsetting that I can't show it off, but that's all right. We've done rookie me a couple times before, so... Mm-hmm. It's all good. Yeah, of course. And um, in terms of your on-field strengths as well, what do you see as um, your sort of high points of your game at the moment? Yeah, along with that speed and agility, I think it's my tackling aspect that I bring, like forward half pressure. Yep. Um, pretty smart around goals, I reckon, as well. So Yeah, and yeah. still looking just to play exclusively forward, or are you looking um, to get a bit of versatility? Yeah, worked on my fitness a lot as well over the uh, pre-season. And, yeah, I think I can definitely push into that group. I've talked to the coaches, and they've said, We'll definitely use you in there, especially in the latter parts of the year. So, yep. yeah, I definitely think that could happen. And um, given your sort of family connections, um, how's that helped you? How's, you know, does he give you any advice? Yes. Things like that? Uh, especially him coming back into Geelong, I think he's um, a lot more comfortable now in the position he's in. And, yeah, he's really helpful. He, um, he's a bit of a guideline for me. And, yeah, he just talks to me about life in general. So it's really helpful. Yeah, sweet. All right. Any goals for the year as well you um, want to tick off? Well, yeah, just hoping to make the extended big country squad, I think. That's yep. my uh, goal at the moment, just pushing for that, trying to do as best as I can in the first uh, three games and also with the Falcons. Hopefully we can push late into the year and make the finals and we'll see how we go from there. Easy done, all right. Thanks very much, mate. Thanks. Michael Avaro there speaking with Jay Dullhouse here on the Final Siren podcast. Thanks to Draft Central. Head to afl.draftcentral.com.au for comprehensive coverage of the NAB League boys' season. Speaking of which, it recommences this week after the Easter break, round five of the competition. And just like the NAB League girls, we've got a Friday night game this week up at Bendigo's Queen Elizabeth Oval. The Pioneers taking on the Northern Knights. On Saturday, NAB League heads back to Sydney, Blacktown International Sports Park. The Swans taking on the Murray Bush Rangers. The Dandenong Stingrays are taking on the Oakley Chargers, 10.30 out at Shipley Oval on Saturday. Yeah, for me, uh, look, it's going to be interesting because Oakley will be massively depleted, but obviously we mentioned earlier Williams and Bianca are a couple of the players that will be playing the whole year because they don't have school footy. Uh, 
Dandenong, I think they won't be missing too many. And they've had a couple of, a uh, few close wins, really tight games. They a f- a had few. the draw. Yeah. A draw and then their <laughs> yeah. other two Couple victories in, yeah. have been six points. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's correct. That's more than more than one. So yeah. more than two, it's a few. Uh, so in this game, I think Dandenong will get up based on what we saw from Oakley last week. Um, I just, yeah, after seeing them get smashed by Gold Coast, they will have, yeah, Bianca and Williams back. But I just, yeah, I think Dandenong will win this one because I was a little, little worried from what I saw. I thought Oakley have really strong depth and it just gave me a bit of a warning although they do they were also missing the metro trials last time mm. they played it should be should be reminded that it was the the week prior so they were also missing quite a few but a lot of them will be out as well for through school footy yeah um so i will go for danny nong in this one yeah, it's an interesting one uh, oakley's usually credited as being a pretty free scoring mm. team um and obviously only managing 24 points last week's a bit of a worry they haven't hit 100 yet for the season so it's going to be interesting to see if Williams can come into form, if he's played up forward and um, and whether they can put a score on the board. Dandenong for me as well. I think they'll just have that level of consistency that the Chargers don't have in terms of their team. Um, so that's why I'll be selecting them. The Dragons are another side that will be missing a fair bit of talent thanks to school footy commitments. They take on the Brisbane Lions also on Saturday at 10.45 down at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. Yeah, in this game, I'm actually going to go with the Dragons. I think that they'll have enough. They've recruited really well for their tools. Um, they were missing some of them through the Vic Metro trials, but they they should be back. Uh, I think they'll really stretch the Brisbane defence, and they've got enough overages that'll probably get it done. I think it'll be really close, and I wouldn't be surprised if Brisbane caused an upset. Um, but, yeah, I think Sandy for me in this one. Yeah, a few likely types for Brisbane. Um, I still think Sandy will get up given their depth, that they've sort of really showed that depth that maybe Oakley is showing to be lacking in at the moment. Um, and definitely those overages um, will, will help them in the tall department. So I, I would go with them as well. Yeah, same same here. I think the Dragons will be too strong. The GWS Giants back at Blacktown International Sports Park take on the Gippsland Power 12-25 on Saturday. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Gippsland fairly comfortable comfortably here uh they're gonna pretty much be at full strength they will be missing caleb sarong uh he plays school footy uh, over in geelong ironically uh, even though he comes from gippsland so he won't be playing in this game but against gws i just think gippsland have great depth across the board they won't be missing too many and gws it'll be interesting seeing tom green go up against sam flanders that's one of the many sort of head-to-heads i'm keen to see um but yeah gippsland for me yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. Um, Tom Green definitely leading the way for GWS and had a pretty good battle with Sam Philp from all reports last week, uh, another contested bull. So uh, it will be interesting to see how he goes against Sam Flanders. He's obviously a lot um, a lot highly rated, so we'll see how that one goes. Gippsland power for me as well. The Eastern Rangers back at Trevor Barker Beach Oval will take on the Gold Coast Suns who currently sit on top of the ladder in the NAB League competition and on top of the Division 2 Under-18 Championship, which is the little buy story, if you like, to this early part mm. of the season. Yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? They've been in good form. Uh, obviously, they were playing depleted side last week, Oakley, and I don't think we'd have the same result if Oakley's full-strength team was in. But playing against Eastern, unlike some of the other Metro teams, they usually don't miss too many. They might have a couple out, but usually they're pretty full-strength 
And I said last week, Eastern are a terrific team, and I've stuck with them all year. They've surprised me since round one, so I, I'm going to stick with them now, and I think they will inflict Gold Coast's first defeat of the year. But I am interested to see Connor Buderick uh, continue his form against quite a few strong midfielders. Yeah, and I was very tempted to cut you off again here with another academy prospect. Um, in, in the form of Hilwego <laughs> Paul Away, nickname Ace. of Ace. Yeah, um, I knew who he was going to say then. <laughs> yeah, le- does, uh, he just quietly leads the competition for inside 50s. He's a very effective player forward or centre. And when he gets on the ball and in a bit of space, he's, he's definitely very dangerous. But um, in the same sort of vein as Pete, definitely have to agree that the Rangers have surprised me. And um, they do have a good fleet of runners that have been very competitive um, thus far. So I'll go with them too. And still a fairly young side to the Eastern Rangers, mm. which is, um, given the season that they're coming off, the one that they've started, um, yeah, it's raising a few eyebrows, I think would be fair to say. And I'm going to be tipping them on the weekend. Was very impressed with their last outing against the Brisbane Lions up in Queensland. So Rangers for me. Cannons take on the Geelong Falcons at 2 o'clock on a Saturday out at Rams Arena. Down in Tassie, the Western Jets are on the road taking on the Devils 11.45 on Sunday. The final game of a big round five, nine games in total. The GWV Rebels are taking on the Northern Territory Thunder. That's round five of the NAB League boys this weekend. Keep an eye out on afl.draftcentral.com.au for a full weekend preview, review, scouting notes. Of course, in a week and a half's time, Pete, the power rankings come out. Yep. Uh, where can we find you on social media? Yep. So you can find not us you at draft central. Oh well, you can find me <laughs> on social media. No, I'm hidden. Um, you can find us at at draft central Oz A U S on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Make sure you follow us and uh, yeah, check out all our content that we'll have throughout the week. Big thanks to Michael Lavaro. Nice having you in the studio and not hearing you in a recording. My absolute pleasure, Matthew. <laughs> That's the final Siren podcast. We look forward to your company next time. Thanks to Drugs. Yeah.